Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
Hey, we are kicking you into 2018. This is the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am in the studio with the members of Judex, who are going to be one of our performers on Thursday night, January 4th at The Well. And we'll be telling you more about that show in a sec. We just heard from my favorite band out of Tacoma, Washington, who released their follow-up album, Five Years. Can you move that, those fuckers? Big Wheel Stunt Show, five years I had to wait for their follow-up album. Bullshit. It is. It's complete and bullshit. But I would like to think on some small uh, level that my uh, like yearly emails to them saying, when are you guys going to release something else? Had something to do with <laughs> it. Had something Absolutely. to do with yeah. it. Yeah. So if I can take a little bit of credit for it, I will. So anyways, that was, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dragon Ray Gun by Big Wheel Stunt Show. And of course, we opened the show with Cult of Judex by our guest, Judex. Thank you, Gentlemen, thanks very much for, for coming up. Thank you for having, for having us. us. I am joined by Ace, Will, Jay, Dalton in the studio. Guys, it is a pleasure. I, from the first time that Rob Pritchard and I, who's one of the founders of Radio Free you, Brooklyn, uh, heard your music, it was like, shit, this is different. <laughs> nice. This is good. This is great. And so I know... Uh, Rob on his show, Bushwick Garage, has yeah. been uh, playing it quite a lot. And when there's been an opportunity, when you guys have released something new, I'm also more than happy to to drop it into the playlist. So uh, we are very excited that you guys are going to be joining us on Thursday evening uh, for our, our show at The Well. And of course, we're going to have Tin Volva. Yes. And we're going to have Castle Black. All right. Joining us as well. Uh, That's a great card. It, it is. It's hard to beat. It, it is. It, it's because one of the things that we wanted to try and do, and I don't mean to like try and pat myself on the back for it, yeah. but we wanted to make sure that uh, when people were going to come out, they were going to come out to see a whole show. They were not just going to want to come out and let's just see grab bands man. and throw bands together because right, right. I think anybody can do that. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we brought bands together that were going to mesh that maybe you didn't know the other people on, on the bill and right. compliment. And so if you're there, you're going to be like, Okay, I like Tin Volva and shit these guys who are open for Tin Volva, I like them too. And then you know what? I'm gonna stay for Castle Black as well. However, it ends up working. And, and one you of the, did a good job with that. Well well thank really? you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know what one of the most satisfying things of our first show, and we need to turn this focus back to you guys for but with seeing the members of the bands who we put together in the first show hanging out with each other and saying, Let's play to, let's play a show together. Right. And because I, I think that's what we're trying to that, do. That's happened because I've gotten no lead from Castle Black. And she's been fantastic and really supportive, and we were able to have conversations relating about all the things you'd expect in terms of gigs and presentation and whatnot. So that's been very, very fulfilling. It's a very big deal when you can foster a sense of community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And going back to giving Matt a lot of credit, Matt, you've done a good job as a curator, as I was telling you in the coffee shop, because to take the initiative to do that and bring bands together and have a kind of forward vision to do that, thank you. So the pleasure's all ours. Absolutely, no problem. First question, is it Judex or the Judex? It could be either or. It could be either or. we prefer the Judex. Okay. Sounds more dramatic. We like it. <laughs> <laughs> and because we kind of like a gang mentality and a gang presentation, if we were walked walk down the street, I would assume people would go, ah, oh, there goes the Judex. Or there goes those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't want to go with uh, those fuckers as the band name? No, I'm sure that's been taken. Yeah. <laughs> There's some punk band in Seattle. Yeah. And they, probably, and, show and, and they probably just ruined the name for everybody after that, right? Yeah. 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 Or we just did if it hasn't been taken. <laughs> exactly. But uh, with 
that explanation, I do get a sense that you are sort of trying to, no pun intended, cultivate something around the band and not just getting, oh, hang on. Uh, That's very great. professional. We, we have a caller. <laughs> ah. Hey, thanks for calling Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the Roden Hour. This is Sarah calling from Tunvalda. How's it going? Hey, Sarah. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Sarah. I'm doing great. Hi. <laughs> What's up, Sarah? We are so hey, excited hey. To, for, for Thursday. And I'm, I, I'm, excited ex- I'm excited to see you guys. Um, you were, uh, uh, thanks to, to Rosie for connecting us for this show, but you were, um, I think, a mutual friend of ours, and, and I'm going to hopefully get this right, Kate Who's. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely loves you guys as well. And whatever Kate Who's says... Is gold. <laughs> yeah, she's been around the scene for a long time. We're, we're good buds. And she's just been a really great part of the community. So yes. I'm glad that we were able to make a connection. And and she is, uh, I no disrespect to these guys in front of me in the studio or anybody else, she has absolutely been the best guest I've ever had uh, repeatedly on the Roden Hour. That's excellent. And, and she'll, she'll... She's probably stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look, I, I, I need your help with these guys. If you don't mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be their first time playing live as the Judex. And, and, and I'm excited to play with you guys. <laughs> and, and, they're, and, and Will was telling me they're actually intimidated by being on the bill with you guys in Castle Black because you guys sound what? so great. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be intimidated by us. We're, we're really easygoing and laid back, and we know Thank what it's, it's like Thanks. to play a first show. Oh, my God. <laughs> playing a first show can be really nerve-wracking, but then... Once you get going and you meet everybody and you're just there to play and rock out, it's just it's super fun. So, and you'll get to meet everybody and you'll see we're just a bunch of nerdy nerdy kids. So don't worry about being nervous about it. I couldn't be more enthused than I am right now. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if if his if his affectation uh, matched the look on his face when he said that, but. <laughs> Hey, um, wow. <laughs> wow, there's a big word, right? This is a radio host for you. <laughs> um, t- That's not even my prog band. <laughs> Tell me, uh, sir, you just released um, Viva la Volve, and I wouldn't, and if you don't mind, I would love it if you could tell everybody about that. Okay, it was, um, it was a compilation punk EP that we put out as a benefit for Hurricane Maria relief. We had uh, worked with a couple of different organizations that were helping families. Um, in Puerto Rico uh, via MariaFund.org, and we're like, you know, what we, can we do with musicians? Um, we can collaborate with other, you know, punk rockers like us and, you know, do something within our, our scene to try and, you know, raise funds for helping these families out there. I felt like there weren't enough people that knew about what was going on, and um, it was a good way to get people together to try and do something. So, uh, so we collaborated with a bunch of sort of like riot girls within our collective, and, um, TV did a bunch of different arrangements, and um, and then we just put out this this EP this past December to try and raise funds, and we were able to do pretty well with it. So we're hoping to keep plugging it throughout the new year as well and get people to listen. And so people can still go uh, pick it up, and those funds are still going to go to the Hurricane Maria Relief Fund. Yeah, yeah, everything oh. goes directly to MariaFund.org. Um, everybody that worked on it was really great, and everybody donated their time too, like. Studio E, um, all the guys that worked on it, our mastering guy, Mark Miller from East Hampton, like all the guys from King Killer, um, and everybody that was uh, um, featured on the record, you know, um, all the girls, Show Me Noise, um, the violence, like we all just came together and uh, donated our time to towards the effort. So 
so yeah, definitely try to reach out and look at it. Uh, it's on our, our Bandcamp page, and it's, it's great through Bandcamp because you can actually get more funds through it. So definitely check it out. Fantastic. So th- that's at tvnyc.bandcamp.com, and uh, it's a benefit compilation for Hurricane Maria relief. Um, Sarah, tell you, tell you what, here's what we're going to do. We are going to uh, share Bill Board uh, with everybody and give people a little taste of what's in store for them on Thursday evening. And we're going to follow it with Castle Black and another new release from our guest this evening, Judex. So can't wait to meet you on Thursday night. Thanks very much for for calling in. Um, Stay warm. Stay warmer on Thursday. Absolutely. And Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Bye, guys. This is Billboard by Tin Volva, who are going to be playing on Thursday night at the well with our guest, Judex. We're going to hear from Castle Black and another screamer from our guest in the studio, Judex. The Judex. The Judex. (laughs) Thank you, man.
Witch Face by our guest this evening, Judex, from their EP, Cult of Judex, Witch Face, The Judex. Thank you, Matt. The Judex. Uh, and we open that uh, short set with Bill Board by Tin Volva, who are also going to be playing Fucking on great. Thursday evening at, at the well. And followed it with Blind Curtain by Castle Black from their EP, Trapped Under All You Know. Nice. Uh, and they are wonderful. Both bands are, are wonderful. Uh, you'll really enjoy both. And there's, there's a trumpet in Tin Volva. Yes, there is. Yeah. Can't beat that. You cannot beat that. Um, so we didn't, we were almost sort of getting into it, like the idea and everything behind uh, the Judex, in fact, developing that cult. Um, and we were talking, so cult of, I'm just going to hold off on that. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Let, 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 let's talk. <laughs> just answering. <laughs> Hey, this is the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. What's up? Hey, Roden Hour. This is Hornby Island calling again. <laughs> How you doing, man? These... From the Salish Sea. You, you, you need, whatever's in the background, you need to turn that down? I've got nothing on. Oh, my God. We don't need to know that yeah, whatsoever. Too much information. But I'm pumped. So, so, so <laughs> quick, quick question, if, if you don't mind, my man. No, not a problem. I just wanted to say that... Um, um, that uh, Wiss, Is it Wiss or... Will. From, yeah. From the band? Yeah. Okay. Is it, what's the gentleman's name? Is it Wiz? Just whatever w you like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, yeah, whatever, whatever you like. Just don't call him late for dinner. Okay. No, I just want to say that you're correct. Um, uh, Matt is a great curator. Um, I'm, a, I'm a mostly listening to Billy Bragg and, and folky stuff, but I've known Matt since early 80s, and it's, uh, it's, always, it's always fun to listen to the new stuff he's got. He's got to play. So I appreciate I, you I'm validating my assessment. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm trying not to miss a show, but uh, I enjoy these shows a lot, and I, and I look forward to listening to all your guys' music. So And I'm enjoying your band very much in the last <sighs> couple of weeks. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you, my friend. Um, I just want to say thank you. Well, thank all right. you. All right. All right, my man. Let's, uh, let, let's dig into their, their psyche. Peace. Excellent. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. So when we first heard yeah. your music, it was like immediately you're catching our attention. Good. Like, and it was that bit of like, it's, it's, it's different. Um, and, and obviously that was a conscious decision. Like you wanted to throw those hooks out right away. Uh, uh, yes and no. Ace of Sand, kind of yes and no. Like I said, we think a lot of bands and musicians and here we go, but Sometimes they're not conscious of the fact of keeping people's attention. Right. Uh, you had talked about it yourself. You don't have 15 seconds to listen to something, get into something. And especially today, a lot of people have lower attention spans because there's competing bands and competing artists. Mm -hmm. And so especially playing live, you've got to keep that psychology of what it's like. I don't mean right to the audience, but you've got to consider the audience and their attention span. You know, we played together as teenagers in bands. And I would watch the audience when another band would play. Mm -hmm. If a band would come on and people in the club would keep mingling and talking to each other, well, I thought they were doing their job wrong, so to speak. So we purposely designed ourselves to be more dynamic than that, which is you have to give us at least 15 seconds to see what we're going to do because we've hooked you. Right. Now, uh, the background that you guys had from other bands, you, that sort of all dovetailed together with what you wanted to do? It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we would answer, but you know, this is the time for someone to call probably. <laughs> We've all played uh, in different bands with each other over 
maybe 20 years. Yeah, yeah we right. played together as teenagers, and we had some regional success as teenagers and radio play and whatnot, you know, on like a very underground level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got back together in our 30s, and we had all run the gamut of different experiences and whatnot. And uh, we initially formed because I got back in touch with Sean. I'd been playing in a rockabilly band in New York for about a year. And Sean and I had a lot of similar ideas about band psychology and what the scene was lacking and this and that, as presumptuous as that sounds. And our initial thing was we were just going to make a demo. And as far as I knew, it was just going to be me and Sean. Let's make mm-hmm. a demo, maybe put it on YouTube, see, see if there's any response. You know, we didn't hope for much. And then Jay came on board, and he was always one of my favorite guitar players, and I was like, let's do it. And the band kind of formed organically like that. Okay. And, you know, like, we're playing our first show on the 4th, that's all been deliberate. You know, we've had to turn down offers and whatnot. We've had to turn down a number of things. We wanted 2018 to be the year that we really launched, so to speak. Okay. And as compared to certainly other bands sort of like great we're going to play a lot we're going to like just roll out shows with no rhyme or reason well, sure and, and they and they have to do that and you should do that you should always hustle mm-hmm. um we were just the exception we said we would wait you know we haven't been passive we've been recording we've been mm-hmm. stockpiling things yep. making connections in other countries this that and the other you know i'm not saying this is what every band should do this is what we did right and, and and we'll soon know if that was the right approach or not. <laughs> They're laughing, and I'm being serious. <laughs> no, 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 I I, I appreciate that because uh, it is going to be different for for everybody in terms of how it works. So, what is the tentative release date for the EP? I would say late February. We have some stuff on Bandcamp now, with singles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We're finishing finishing it up with Mark Platty, uh, and he's very in demand, so we get in to see him when we can. And yeah. Late February. Okay. And tell me again the name of the uh, the EP. Return of the Split Lip. Return of the Split Lip. See, w- which I think in some ways people might laugh at it, but I was getting it as being you were still trying, you were pulling together all the stuff you were doing because I almost think you're taking that approach of wanting to give, I won't want, so I don't want to say the listeners, um, but a split lip with what you're doing? Because I, I think there's a lot of, hmm, and you're saying no. See, I, I interpret things incorrectly. No, no, that's fine. That's, but, that's interesting. But, but but I sort of get that there's very much with your songs like an in-your-face attitude. I would say that there's an intensity. Yeah. Nothing about the Judex is aggressive. Uh, we don't have a chip on our shoulder, and we don't have any message or anything to prove. We play things that we think and that we believe other people are going to relate to, other people are going to like, and other people, and this has been verified by people that have told us have been waiting for something like that uh we're not reinventing the wheel with anything that we do we're taking a lot of very familiar elements and things that we like that are rock and roll doing them the way that we do them we're turning the split lip means if it means anything is that we're intense and there's a certain intensity and we're coming back we're coming up we're doing something with a certain amount of intensity and ambition and intent and it's a response to and this is just true what so many bands, a multitude of bands, I've interacted with them, I've observed them, are very self-indulgent, and they're very passive. It's that passivity that we're talking about. When you're passive and you expect things to come to you, and being a musician, for them being in a band, it's more important to, for people to know that you're in a band than doing the work. Right. You know, This is the kind of thing where it's more important to take selfies with your instrument. It's more important to talk about shit on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Put a record out. Do things. Hustle. And uh, 
And I've talked to Lee from Castle Black about this a lot. We had a good conversation about it. And it's just that kind of mentality. So return of the split lip is, you know, when people are sleeping, we're working. When people are getting wasted, we're fucking working. When people are trying to seduce people because they're in a band, we're fucking working. Mm-hmm. That's it. We right. don't rest. We don't stop. Our idea of a vacation is the bed to sleep because all we do is work all the time. It, and and listen and so a lot of other bands do that too. You know we don't sure. we don't think we're the exception to that. Um, but what the Aces point is is that if we're not in the studio, we're doing something for the band. Every day has to count. Yep. Yeah. Um, so here's here's where you can throw out that sure. that little bit of a, a reference because um, back when I was when I was coaching. That I always used, I, <laughs> I always I always used to think that you as as a, as a player as a team had to ask yourself basically like what am I doing to make myself a better player what are we doing to make ourselves a better team in a sense from your perspective even if you're not all together in the same room even if you're not all practicing that the mindset is what is it we're doing today to make the Judah absolutely better that's it yeah that's and that's, that's, that's a conscious goal. Yeah. You know, like a day you could do that. You could, it's wasted. You could be working. You could do something. You could meet a guy that has a podcast in Sweden who just plays garage rock who might want to play Witchface. Right. Reach out to him. Cultivate. I, that. I'm guessing that's not a hypothetical. That's hypothetical. But if there are any podcasts <laughs> in Sweden listening, yeah. please well, get in touch. <laughs> well, um, let's see if we can take that from a hypothetical to re- reality. Okay. Because uh, we're going to play. Brilliant song, Kill White Lights. Uh, and we're going to follow it with a band out of, out of Sweden um, called Haze Maze and their song, uh, Beast and Prey. And they're going to be releasing an album soon. Maybe uh, we could combine it with... I don't want Haze Maze to think we're trying to compete with them on the podcast, <laughs> on the podcast circuit. <laughs> under, the, under the Stockholm, Sweden yeah. uh, podcast circuit. But if it, if it happens, it happens. And then, then you can call into their show <laughs> when they get on the air. <laughs> If it happens, uh, brace yourself, people. This song is brilliant. Kill White Lights.
Beast and Prey by Hayes Mays out of Stockholm, Sweden. You are listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Before that, we heard Kill White Lights by our guests this evening, the Judex, Judex, who are playing on Thursday evening at the well, 272 Meserol, with Tin Volva and Castle Black. Um, and it is going to be a show that is going to warm the cockles of your heart on a cold, cold day. Indeed. It, it, indeed. I, uh, honestly, I, I'm incredibly looking forward to it. Um, I, I what do you, what are you guys going to open with? Uh, is this, is this a song I know or no? no, no. We were going to do a Tin Volva cover song, but now we don't know what the set is. It will be a surprise, Matt. You're welcome. You'll, you'll Obviously, it. it will be a surprise. You'll for know me. it, yeah. Yeah. Dedicated to you. <laughs> it's going to be well, To Sir With Love by Lulu. Ooh. Great movie. Okay. And song. So I, I wanted to just circle back to a bit what we were talking about, but the idea is that when, when you're not doing that numbingly grinding job that, that we all have, uh, that your, your mind, that as soon as that ends, it's the Judex. What can we do? What can we do? Or even while you're working that job. Uh, yeah, I think exactly. a, lot of, yeah, a lot of artists have the same thing. While yeah. they're working, they're living in their head and coming with yeah. ideas yeah. and whatnot. Absolutely. But... Uh, from hearing you guys, I was taking me back to something that a, a guest said a few weeks ago about that live performance being a conversation uh, with the audience. And I tuned into that. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a Plaid Dracula. And, uh, but it, what you guys are also seemingly talking about is that what everything that you're doing is part of that conversation. It just doesn't start when you get on the stage. That's right. Well, I would respectfully disagree with Plaid Dracula slightly. Okay. A conversation – well, no. I mean a conversation is a two-way interactive thing. Sorry, my mouth is dry. Um, I think a live performance is ceremonial and you transcend in it when you relate to the band. And the band has to be at a point of strength to get you to the point to transcend. I don't know if that's the same thing as a conversation. In a way, a performance is more intimate, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be audience participation and whatnot. So I don't know. Maybe they're right. Well, I I think the reference was the energy that is transferred. Is, right. Yeah. Right, right. So so that if right. there if the band brings energy, the audience brings energy. Right, right. Yes. And, and and then it sort of you know cycles upwards. And if there's low energy for the band, then it happens. Cycles and that's out the door. And, yeah. And it can't <laughs> even be low energy. It could be just a band that's indulgent on stage. Right. Now. Uh, I, I just said to you that since you guys released Kill White Lights, I've played it over 20 times. Thank you. Um, so to turn this back to you, what is it that just freaking hooks me with that song? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> it really the is. The drums. <laughs> it's a combined effort. Yeah. You know, um, can I just comment on something? Please. That, uh, <clears throat> you know, earlier you had said, like, do we write the hooks, you know, to, to reel people in yeah. and mm-hmm. all that? And I mean, like, yeah, that... Partially, but also, you know, we write what we want to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and it's, it's, it's real, you know, it's coming from our hearts, whether it's the lyrics, the bass lines, the drums, like this authentic. is, it's completely authentic, you know? So what you're hearing and what you like in it, it's, it's a little bit of all of us. I, I feel. Now, now he's you, saying that basically it's not designed to, you know, it's not written with an agenda. Like mm-hmm. now we have to write a ballad or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now's the time for the for the slow dance during the set. Yeah. Um, just just the way you said that uh, is it was this the first song that you all combined? No. Or, or were the other ones a group no. effort? It's been you know everything's going to be a, a group effort to an extent. From the start, it was a group effort. Yeah. yeah. But 
in terms of that, yeah. If I wrote, like I wrote called a Judex, quote unquote, but then these guys filled it out and arranged it and put where what went where, and then uh, Jay actually wrote the music to Kill White Lights. You know, originally when those two got together for the demo, mm-hmm. when this whole band started, um, you know, it was supposed to be those two. You know, right. that's what they had in mind. And when I came into the fold, I brought something to this or that, and then it just kept growing. When Dalton came along, he was huge in our beginnings and our endings of songs and, and adding all kinds of flair. The missing element. Yeah, yeah, he really was. and um, Clutch. You know, but you know, we it's constantly a team effort from beginning to end. Bill will come up with a vocal melody or a main riff, and he'll send it our way, and, uh, you know, vice versa. Will, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but this, uh, the sound on Kill White Lights seems so much bigger and so much more expansive that would be mr platty too ah uh, uh, okay and, and and i'm sorry so please explain then who that mark platty is uh the guy that mixed our stuff he mixed that single okay and granted we'll give him some ideas that we have and whatnot and... right we just you you trust people to do their jobs you know what i mean we're not gonna we just went in and every time we go in with mark it's just oh he's like the one time we went out to get lunch and it was basically done. <laughs> and we're like, hey, that's what we're paying him for because he's great, you know? Yeah. And, and so he's he's now sort of in charge of doing all uh, the production for the I was he's in charge. So okay. We have a lot of specific ideas, as anyone listening can can ascertain. But Platy is uh, very established. He was Bowie's band leader and musical director for a number of years. He produced some of Bowie's stuff, some of my favorite stuff, played bass on it, worked with The Cure, worked with Prince. You know, he doesn't have to trouble himself with a little garage band from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but he does because he has a legitimate passion and interest to stay involved with independent artists. That's what excites him. And we mm-hmm. love him for that. Yeah, uh, m- me too as as well, because certainly what he's ended up doing. I would think with he's willing to work with, I'm going to give him a commercial here, which he didn't ask me to do. <laughs> okay, standards and practices are listening. But any indie band that wanted to have a kind of more cultivated sound, uh, I would seek Mark Platty out. You know, he has a studio in the East Village. He only works with people if he thinks he can bring something to it and likes their material. Mm-hmm. And we, we're very happy with it. I thought Kill White Lights, I still do, is a great rock and roll record. Yeah. You know, I knew he would do something with it. I remember me and Jay came up with the idea to have those layers of feedback, almost like a wall of sound and whatnot. And when we were doing it in the studio live, it didn't quite sound like that. But we knew Mark Platty would craft something from that for the mood that we were trying to establish. Okay. You know, Mark is really good at bringing our ideas, you know, to life, you know. Uh, We'll go to Mark and say, look, this is what I'm thinking about. Or Sean will say this with my bass. And he he sees it. You know what I mean? Like, And then obviously that, then when you guys have gone into the studio, that has changed your comfort level. And Well, I would think, yeah, working with someone of of platy stature, you you know. You're like, this guy's going to mix it. Well, I, but, I, but I'm thinking that at some stages that could be incredibly intimidating, but it sounds like what it's done for you guys is just like been very relaxing and allowed you just, just to... He just elevates what's already there. Yeah. yeah. Well okay. Put, well put. Um, then what's the, what's the next step? Well, the next step is this wonderful show on the 4th <laughs> at the well. I wasn't trying to set Radio you up for that, but that's, uh, but, but that's cool. That's cool. No, we're just, we're wrapping up things. We have another mm-hmm. single planned and everything, and... Once we start gigging on a regular, consistent basis, putting things out, we'll put some records out. That's all. That's all you can do. 
Okay. That's all you can do. And if you speak to a cult fan base, a group of people that really respond to it, what more do you need? Right. That's, that's very gratifying. That's, yeah. that's the purpose of it. If you're going to put your time and energies and passions and finances into any project, whether it's a record, an independent film, a book you want to do, a graphic novel, anything it is, you've put the time into it. Once it's finished, your work isn't done. You know, you've got to bring it into the world. You've got to hustle with it. Fruition. People need to hustle all the time and get it to as many people as possible. Right. Because all music is new music to somebody. You know, when I was a teenager, you know, Ian Curtis had been dead for 15 years, but yeah. I discovered Joy Division and really responded to it. All, all music is new music to someone. It can always reach people. Always think about the thousands of people in backwater areas and urban cities and other countries that would really, really respond to what you wrote. It's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you, I'm pretty you, You've sure. left me kind of speechless there because I, I, I agree. And, and I think every band involved knows this. I'm not saying anything profound. I'm sure they agree with mm -hmm. that. But that's basically it. You asked what's next. What's next is just maintain the pace. Yeah. Stay relentless. Stay motivated. Keep working. Always be hustling. And that goes for any band, regardless of genre, regardless of what you want to do. Always fucking hustle. We are going to close out with Wicked Pony Stomp, which you're telling me is a world radio premiere. We just finished that on Friday, Friday. in the East Village, and uh, it is our current favorite song and mad attacks <laughs> you're in, welcome in, in, indeed indeed it is and we're going to follow it with one of those bands who uh, again we're going to be reaching out and going into um i'm sorry is it castle black no it's not castle black <laughs> they're my favorite band <laughs> You know, they are, I, they are headlining the show. They, they are. So, After Tin Volva and Judex, they're my favorite band on the bill Thursday. I'm, I'm no radio host, <laughs> but I would play a Castle Black track for the show ends. Oh. Maybe Dark that, Light. That's, that, is a great, mm. that is a great song. Yeah, that they've got some song. good singles. Now you've put me on the spot here. Yes. I don't know if I can, you know, have time to squeeze it in after uh, Morphine Social Club from Greece. Got it. Ooh, I love cool. Greece. Okay. Uh, guys, it's been great. Uh, thank you for Thanks, making the man. trip up. I, you, like sir. I say, Thanks, Matt. Thanks all Thursday the should be uh, fantastic. You can find tickets and buy them ahead of time, rfb.nyc.com, and you'll see the link to be able to go buy tickets to the show. Um, it is $10 for, I think, uh, three awesome bands. Uh, doors open at 8 o'clock. Judex goes on at 8.30. Tin Volva is 9.15. Castle Black is 10.15. And uh, we are going to give you two plus hours of solid rock and roll on right Thursday. On. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome. Wicked Pony Stomp by the Judex. You've been listening to The Roden Hour. Cheers. Cheers.